You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Praise the Lord. Uh, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10. Let's read. It's, I read this to the leaders this morning, and it's an encouragement to some of us here, or to all of us. God is not unrighteous to forget the work and the labor of your Lord, which you have showed towards his name. In that you are minister, that you do minister, God appreciates every good thing that you do for his kingdom. Say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. You know, many times, that's what, it's important once in a while that, uh, just once in a while, that we let saints know that the kingdom of God is not about God every time saying, do this and do this and do this and do this for me, or we're trying to make efforts to please God. And if case is not fake, you can talk Christianity that way, that every single time you are trying to meet up, always thinking that you are below standard and that you are not even being appreciated by God. But the Bible is saying that every labor of love, God is not unrighteous. He's a good God and he appreciates every good thing. God loves it when you wake up early to pray. He values it. That's what the Bible is saying. Your labor of love that you show towards his name is recognized by him. Aren't you glad to hear that? This is why we will rejoice when we get to heaven. But Jesus, we also say thank you to many of you here. Especially if you are the type that you are very useful in God's kingdom. Because the maturity of the saints is demonstrated by when you start saying, it's not about me, but it's about how I serve. So, yesterday I addressed the choir briefly after the morning prayer meeting, and I told them, one of the women that came for the program, an elderly woman, she told me, you know, she started at the front, she said, Pastor, and then she said, you know what, for the kind of people in this church, all of them looking funky, looking young, that you wouldn't expect the choir to be so well-dressed. She's from a very conservative background. She said that I kept looking at them and nobody's wearing something funny. Oh, I said, Lord, thank you. <laughs> that was what she said. Because <laughs> here is the point. She said, they weren't just good on stage. She said, but I saw the attitude. You see, young people might not notice what elders notice. When elders come to church, they scan. Hallelujah. And I told the choir that, number one, thank you for putting up a good appearance. And I, and I explain, I have to tell them so, that I, I, so as to encourage them and explain to them that uh, you get to a point where you wear, as a choir for instance, now, you wear what you wear, not necessarily because that's what you love to wear, but that is what is necessary for your ministration. Then you are beginning to live by the way of sacrifice. When you start saying, not my will, but your will, you understand? Are you following me? And I told them that a mature Christian stays with the one that is not controversial. Now, there is nothing like me wearing the earrings. But you see, some Christians will have a problem with it. But there is no Christian, including the one wearing the earring, that will have a problem with me not wearing. Otherwise, the person has a problem. Did you get that? 
One day when they were debating drinking or no drinking among Christians, that was what Pastor Debo said. He said, well, one thing is certain. Some people say that if a Christian take a bottle, it's wrong. He said, some. Some say it's totally wrong. He said, but nobody says it's wrong not to drink. He says, I would rather get to heaven. I know it's impossible for God to say, you, you know why we are rejecting you here? You did not drink beyond that. <laughs> that that is not possible. But the other one is debatable. So stop living, stop, no, leave behind things that are debatable. Is it right to kiss in courtship or wrong to kiss? But there is nothing wrong with not kissing. Nobody will say that you have quitted a sin because you dated her sister for two years and you didn't kiss her. Have you heard that before? Anybody that says that is speaking for Satan. Are you getting what I'm saying? So can you begin to leave controversial things for? That was what Paul said that I have lived in all good conscience before God and before men. That means I've done things that, so he said to the Jew, do things that are, that things that are not controversial. You know, there are some Christians who are always in the midst of, they're always looking for the finishing line. But time you start asking that, is it wrong to do this or is it right? Something is wrong, what you're about to do. Why are you asking? Why don't you stick to something that anybody will know that this is right? This is the principle that should guide how we dress. This is the principle that we to guide how we approach things in life. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> but anyway, so just understand that God appreciates and God says thank you. He says thank you on earth and he says thank you in heaven. Praise the Lord. When you pray for other Christians, your labor of love cannot go unrewarded. When you reach out to other Christians, your labor of love will not go unrewarded. So at times, what will this do to you? It will boost. It will give joy and strength to your soul. That's not every time that when I wake up, I start thinking that, oh, I'm short of standards. Some other times, wake up rejoicing that God loves me and he appreciates what I'm doing. Can I hear amen? amen. You are very valuable to him. I want to read something from Romans chapter 8 and I'll begin to close. Romans 8, Romans chapter 8. Um, let's start from verse 6. Romans 8, 6. Praise the Lord. The messages that we've listened to, listen over and over again. I want to show you something. For to be carnally minded is what? But to be spiritually minded is what? There are questions that people ask and Answers to those questions are in the word of God. So, um, the scripture says, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So, if I want life and peace, here is what I have to do. I have to become a spiritually minded person. Is that right? So, you see, I can't go into details uh, with, uh, with, uh, with this I'm about to say today, but yesterday night, very late, and I was watching Lester Somra a YouTuber, uh, Lester Sommer, one of the old saints that lived. Oh, I, I, I covered some of the levels that these people worked in. It's Lester Sommer that said, 60 years have come and gone, not a slight headache. I said, wow. I thought about how many headaches I've had. <laughs> Amen. Lester Sommer left his house when he was 18, and he never returned again to go serve God with everything in him. Is so much, it was such a, it was on over 60 TV stations, such a mighty man of God, but in remote areas. He wasn't really coming to town. 
he was an American, such a great one of the heroes of faith. He was the one that Smetugusu apparently passed the sword over to. What a, what a remarkable man. And he began to say, he said something very painful. He said, the church is dead. He was doing a conference. He said, otherwise, we would have made the world to bow to us. And he began to share on the night gift of the spirit that truly, and he said, everybody pause, just watch. If these gifts were functioning in a church, how would that church be? Then when I, the message ended, I read 1 Corinthians 14, where Apostle Paul said that if a non-believer comes to your midst and you all begin to prophesy, and you tell him what he has never told anybody before, he said he will fall down on his face. And you know, this is a challenge that all of us will need to rise up to. So to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Nothing compares with an ability to hear God's voice and hear it clearly. The day a man is grace or trained spiritually to hear the voice of God clearly as often as he desires to, then there is nothing to bother about in life. I've had it a few times. But it's painful at times. I prayed and I didn't hear. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. So if a man can hear at all times, how beautiful would that be? That means that nothing bothers you again because you just ask him, and since he knows everything, technically you know everything. Are you following me? And actually, this is where God wants. That's the reason for the nine gifts. They are not for decoration. Oh, we have too many issues that we can't even. And it's painful. If you see where there is, oh. <laughs> is it Mel Thai from um, Indonesia? Or which of the countries? These guys were in the village. These guys will be going to pray. They will see river and they will just open the Bible and read where just walk over water. And all of them, not one person, hundred walk over water to the other side. He said the day he came to America, he felt like a backslider. He said, because what kind of Christianity is this? He said, too much talk, no power. Because where they went, the village they were, there were too many demons in those village. So they all, everybody must understand the power of God. He said there was a day they were having a meeting and one guy was around. You know, the reason why some people don't believe that they have never seen miracle at a close range. When you see, Jesus said, except the sister, they will not believe. When you see, you believe. The lady at the airport that somebody was uh, 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 foaming in his mouth, uh, uh, epilepsy. She was in jeans and uh, big chains and earrings. She commanded the spirit to leave the guy. Everybody at the airport started looking at her. When people see this, so all these who are making noise outside, because the church is here to show them the power of God. I get what I'm saying. When people see, these guys were having a meeting one day, had heard that there was a guy. He never followed them out, so he used to doubt what they were saying. I know the leader of the prayer group said that today we're having communion service, and he put a keg of water on the altar, and he called the brother and said, you, I know you are a skeptic, you don't really believe. He said, go and check what is inside. It was water. He said, in 15 minutes, I will be having, we will have communion. You will be the one that will serve people the communion. What will come out will be Ribina. The guy was happy. Finally, I will prove that these guys are all this calm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he held the keg. He looked again after 12 minutes or see what I was so happy. Waiting for the many three minutes. By the time the guy finished talking, I said, Let's have the communion. The guy poured it was wine. He fell down there and gave his life to Christ. Everybody say power. power. You know, the Bible said the Lord has spoken once, twice have I had that power belongs to God. But that power, we don't need it in heaven. We need it right or not. And the number one problem is that this generation is full of distraction. 
Some of you cannot sit down without looking at your phone for one minute. You cannot walk in God's power that way. And if you love materialism too much, it becomes difficult. So the, the major thing is that we have too many things clogging the operation of the Spirit of God inside us. Too many things. Too many things. From TV to the rest. No wonder I say, I'm not saying that you should take this as a way of life. But one day I was listening to, I listened to everybody. I just was just free that day in the night. So I, 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 I went to YouTube and I was watching Dr. Lukoya. And he was talking to the University of Lagos, you like students. And he said that, I told a young man that if you want to walk in God's power, switch off your TV for seven days. Don't watch TV. And it was difficult for the guy. <laughs> and I told the guy that, except you, because when you want to turn your eyes to God, you must turn your eyes off every other thing. What we do many times that we are trying to look at God and looking at things at the same time. And it doesn't work. The jealous nature of God will not let that work. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Oh, so much distraction in our generation. Some have checked their phone in this service right now. You've checked WhatsApp. And you've been checking and checking. And there's no salvation in those messages. <laughs> it's amazing. They, they, this is the major thing that our generation we have to do. Is it wrong to watch TV? No, I watch. There's nothing wrong. But can we get to a point where for a greater part of your time, you start leaving things that are unnecessary behind. Especially when you want to pray. If, at times, if your resource is always looking at your time, when will, when will I escape this presence of God? <laughs> you know, every time. As you are praying, you are just looking at it. Ah, <laughs> you, won't, you won't pray for 30 minutes. After 7 minutes, you are already fed up. You are, it's boring. It's, so you are just looking at it. Like, some people pray in tongues from their mouth. Just the mouth only. Ah, I can't remember. Their mind is just waiting for and then you look at time. Ah! Oh God, 15 minutes more. Huh? 15 minutes. Pray, 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 pray. Look at time again. Ah, huh? 13 minutes more. <laughs> Where will I be free? <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes you need to remove your wristwatch and put it on one side. Jacob experienced God. When he was going to worship God, they put away every strange thing. And the Bible says, including their hearings. Everything in Old Testament is shadow. That's able to got the doctrine from that Christian is not supposed to wear earrings. Number one, Jacob was not a Christian. <laughs> Let's not go to doctrine now. If you know, you know the, the, what, what, what baffles me is that many of you do things that you cannot defend. If I ask every woman to stand up now that you wear trousers, what makes you think it's not wrong? And what makes you think those who believe that for wearing trousers you are going to hell? Supposing you are going to hell and you are wearing it. What makes you think that there's nothing wrong? With you covering your hair. All of you that you are not covering your hair this morning. What makes you think that you are right? Many of you don't know. All you know is that you are in a church where they leave their hair open. That's dangerous. <laughs> you don't have scriptures. <laughs> Supposing I'm leading you astray by letting you open your hair. You don't know. See, this is where saints we have to learn to study the word for themselves. Hallelujah. Okay, there might be some people watching online. Like, oh, so what, why do we... So, what, and there might be one or two people who also believe, you know, you love this job, but you believe in your heart that ladies are not supposed to wear... Because the other says that a woman must not wear what pertains to a man. It's inside you. But you break all other laws in the Deuteronomy, except that one. That's the one you believe in, that women should not... You eat pork. 
you shave your beard. They were even told that law the direction to face while using toilets. You you face any. <laughs> ah, it's amazing how I remember when I was serving. That guy he took me up. I saw the camp, you know. The guy took me up at the orientation camp. He said, you know, he was so sure. And he, he said, the, the Bible says. So the first question I usually ask them, where is that in the Bible? Quote it. They were told in their church that it's in the Bible. But he did not know for himself. So I helped him. I said, okay, let's read. That number 22 or so. I said, let's read. So we, we opened there. 22 and 23. So we opened there. I said, so number one, you did not even know. So I've helped you. So let's look at that scripture. So I said, I told him the verse. So he read it with joy. A woman must not wear I said, far. Just do me a favor. Start with, read from the beginning. Don't read isolation. As it was really conviction started. Because here we were. On orientation camp, here wearing khaki and our t-shirts, you know that crest, that vest of cotton. And in that same chapter, the Bible said, "Thou shalt not wear a cloth made of two materials." And the Bible went to specific as saying, "Cotton and linen." <laughs> Bros kept quiet. He was looking. I said, "If ladies are guilty, you are guilty, because you are wearing clothes." I said, "Have you practiced mixed family before?" Bible says you should not sow your ground with two types of seed. You are not a Jew, brother. The laws are men, you can keep them. Have you eaten pork before? Yes. And it never occurred to you that you were committing sin. That's a bigger sin. Because when Jesus cast out demons, they took their pork with them. <laughs> you remember? That the spirit went to enter the pig, and the pig ran into the sea. Because pigs were dirty. They were so dirty that when the, the demons asked Jesus to send them to the pig, he agreed. Jesus agreeing to suggestion of a demon. They said, don't send us away. Send us to the swine. And he said, swine, go. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm just saying that. <laughs> Let's go back to our focus. I'll close here. To be spiritually minded. No wonder the Bible said that godliness profits in everything. It said bodily exercise profits a little. What was that verse? Is that 40 motive for 15 or 4, 17 or 4? No, I don't. Remind me, please. I know it's first, it's Timothy. Is it first or second Timothy, chapter 4? For bodily exercise. No, I quote a lot of scripture, but I don't know scripture, so at times I forget also. So you should help me out. Four. Okay, first Timothy four. First Timothy four eight. Thank you. Give us first Timothy four eight. Bible said a bodily exercise, but godliness profits in everything. In everything. Working with God profits in everything. Oh, you are keeping us in Romans. No problem. The Lord will help you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Have you heard me today? We will, we will build on this later. This is why when you hear of a prayer meeting, come for it. There are no mysteries to things. Very simply, we pray three days at a stretch before, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, fasting. But for the just concluded program, we prayed Monday to Saturday. And you saw the effects. The tremendous prayer of a righteous man makes power available. 
If there's no sufficient power operating in the apostles' life, go for more prayers. There's no secrets. And the ministers already that were pastor, but he was telling us that Ayobabalola will be praying in the car. Now, many of you have read this biography before. A driver will say that he'll be praying in the car. He'll pray so much that he will disappear. Driver will look by nobody. They will look by here. The man is there. Such a powerful man. They were going to do a crusade somewhere. The boss, somebody was going to be left behind, and the person was playing a key role. He came down from the told the person that go inside the bus. He said, You will meet me there. When they got there, they met him on stage, pretend he'd be preaching for two hours. Operation Philip. He will go and visit people in their house and pray for five days there. They will go to office, come back. <laughs> he will still be there on one spot. He was rushing to go and minister to so one day and the taxi did not want to wait for him. The taxi was coming. The engine knocked straight away. The man started, nothing happened. Somebody just looked at him and said, ah, who passed? He said, Baba Ola. He said, go and beg him. He, did, he was going. He was so running to go and meet that so as the driver was coming behind him. He didn't even look back. He said, go back. Your car will start. Everybody said, authority. The guy went back to the car. One touch. He gave his life to the car. He Christ at the steering. That this is power. These things are real. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Everybody in Abelta some years back will tell you when Pastor Sreba we used to do crusade then. I don't know why he has stopped doing crusade. I love him so much, but he used to do crusade then. He came for the idol worshippers because he grew up among them. When they heard that he was coming to pray and they used Alakes Palace, the headquarters of idolatry in the city. At least that was open. Everybody saw it. One of them went and hit the driver with a charm while he was inside talking to the king. And never was conversed. He just went there, held the guy for five minutes, prayed until the guy became well. He said, Okay, fine, come. In the evening, it was preached. Come and see all kinds of thunders. They went, he said, This rain will fall. Now, when they saw those who things were not work, their leader led them and they carried their door and they came physically. He told the crowd, Parts, and went to meet them. He asked the leader that choose one, Lukumia. He mentioned about five diseases. The guy urinated the old trust that got wet. And he said, I will pardon you for now. Come back tomorrow before everybody. You all lay dead on the floor. He said, try one more time. And they all departed. They never came back again. It was in the Jebole. There was a masquerade that would come. And if a baby should cry, the baby would die instantly. One day, he was angry. It was a three-day crusade. The master was supposed to come out the fourth day, so he didn't come out. So Pastor Baker said, we stretch this crusade to seven days. And the masquerade didn't come out again. On his way, the last day, he said on stage, called him, he said, so-so masquerade, they said that you kill babies, because we are here, you are refused to come out. Whether you come out or not, in seven days, the person behind that masquerade, you are dead. Four days after the crusade, and then the man died. Power. Yes. This same man stopped the, another religion completely in the Korodu some years back. You know, crusades are not common again. God is looking for men to walk in power. It's because there is a price to pay. And comfort won't let us. Sometimes in God's mercy, that is why, see, it is not God, but you see, when it says that your capacity is little, he doesn't want to trust on people with money. That will be the end. You can't pray now. So what about when you marry? If you are single and you cannot pray, when you now start bearing children, is that why you pray? And your husband is the type that his recipes are funny. Today he wants to eat snail plus pig. <laughs> <laughs> and hallelujah I told him I'm the simplest man on that I don't know, it's the way it works for me I'm, Indomie is sufficient for me 
I have never dreamt of okay now cool vegetable. She forces me to take swallow. It's as if they are forcing me. I'm okay with rice. I rice from anywhere. Can I say you can tell the job just say me buy I'm buy whatever you can get rice, just buy rice. And I'm okay. See, it is grace that is making me not to lose things. So all those things don't really matter to me, you know. When I see some guys, the way they dictate, so make the veggies. <laughs> and what pays the woman was that one time you were friends in school. You running after around. Now you have become lord and commander. She's looking at you. Probably she was even more brilliant than you in school. Now you are dictating. You are watching TV. Make the effort to look at it. <laughs> and she's saying, nah, nah, see his mouth. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Let me stop. Shall we rise? God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.